Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Ed Vitagliano. Welcome back, everybody. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman this week. I'm joined in studio by Chris Woodward. And Ray Pritchard is joining us. Ray, please let our listeners know a little bit about Keep Believing Ministries, uh, what your website is and what folks can find there, because there it is a wealth of of information and inspiration. So let our listeners know about your ministry. Uh, thanks, Ed. The The website is keepbelieving.com. So let me ask you a question to listeners. Have you ever said to yourself, I'd like to read through the Bible. I'd like to do it in a year. And you get started and you get Genesis and Exodus, and then you hit Leviticus and you trip over your own feet and you fall off the wagon at Leviticus and you never get back on again. Well, I've got something for you that may help you because this is on our website. The Lord laid on my heart late last year that I should read through the Bible in 2023 and do it out loud and do it every day and put it on the Internet and and invite our friends to just join along with us. And so we came up with our own unique reading plan, the Old Testament interspersed with the New Testament, but to take us all the way from the beginning of Genesis to the end of the book of Revelation. And here we are, we're in February, and we've done Genesis and Exodus, and we've done uh, the first 15 Psalms, and we're in the Gospel of Matthew, because like I say, we're interspersing them. And today, I was reading uh, Matthew 17, 18, and 19. I just want to invite all of our AFR listeners, and a lot of you have already joined us, come to keepbelieving.com. We post the daily reading every morning at 7 a.m. So at keepbelieving.com, also on Facebook, also on YouTube, also on the Rumble video platform. But the easiest thing is come to keepbelieving.com, and every morning you can just sit there and watch me read my way through the Bible. Uh, there's something about it, Ed. Some, if somebody wrote me a note and said, you know, my, my two girls, I guess they must be eight or nine years old, they, they, they listen to you. And they look and and they watch you with your white beard and all that, and and they they, they it's like listening to their grandpa read the Bible. <laughs> that made me feel pretty good for that's, some reason. <laughs> I, I like that. So let me ask you this, uh, Ray. And by the way, folks, that's keepbelieving dot com is the website for Ray's ministry. Tons of great material uh, is there and available for free. So please check that out. But also check out what mm-hmm. Ray is doing because this is a very interesting. Uh, one year task. So this. So two questions: Are you going to get through the, the whole Bible in one year? Is that the way the schedule is, or that, two right. years, or what? No, one year. One, one year. year. Gonna, one year. Whole whole thing. It's all and the reading guide. You. It's a PDF, so you can actually download it on the website and see what we're reading today, what we're reading tomorrow, and the day after tomorrow. And God willing, Ed. Okay. God willing, right. with His help, we're going to make it on December the thirty first of this year. I'll be reading. Uh, Revelation 21 and 22. All right. So my, so my second question was this, and God willing. So, Ray, I pray for a year's worth of great help. But let's say let's say for a week, you know, you're down with the flu or something. Again, God forbid. You understand what I'm saying. I do. I do. Are you but, still going to read? You're still going to read the Bible even, uh, you, you know, the, the, the old uh, – kind of imagery of you covered with a blanket and, and the tissue and you're going to be reading the, the, the scriptures that's well and the and the bigger problem is that with with our ministry yes we, traveling I travel a lot went hungry just a couple of weeks ago and and heading off 
uh, I forget where I was. I was in New Orleans last weekend and then in, up in Chicago this weekend. So, no, we are, I am working ahead of time, ahead of time ah. taping segments so that we can post them at 7 o'clock in the morning. And uh, Because you know what? Out of 365 days, you're going to have some sick days. You're right. going to have days when you're traveling, days when the Internet is down. Yeah. So you had better you had better prepare at least most of it. Right. Ahead of time, right? All right, good. That's a, what a great what a great idea. I do have a question. Yes. Do you have as big a problem as I do pronouncing all those names in the Old Testament yeah. in the Begat section? At least, at least, Chris, at least as big as yours. And, and you know, when you're reading, like in Joshua, and the, the territory for Reuben and the territory of Issachar, and there's like, and they listen, they list 12 tribal names, and you can pronounce maybe three of them. Okay, so I have fi- I have just quickly developed my own theory here. Number one, those guys are all dead. Okay, yes. so I <laughs> can't offend them. Yeah, I can't offend them. They've been dead a long time. So when I see a name like that, I say it out loud and I keep moving quickly. Right? <laughs> say it loudly. Say it quick and just keep yeah. on moving. You know, when you get up to glory, Mephibosheth is going to go. If it's not how I said it, <laughs> it was not the right way. It took me a while. It, I was. Yeah, see, now you're just showing off. It was a struggle to say Mephibosheth. That's right. Uh, It's a great story, by the way, in the Bible. All right. So, uh, folks, we were talking before the break uh, about education. I do want to, before we cut uh, Chris loose Mm -hmm. to uh, bring us some more stories, I do want to just mention this additional story that I read yesterday, I think, on Fox News. Uh, Chris, have you posted this, by the way? I am in the process of sharing it. I'll do it right now. So this is just to go back to what what we were saying. Uh, Fred, by the way, has gone to do other uh, duties here at that uh, AFA, AFA and AFR. So he, but he was in the uh, studio with us. We were talking about education being a frontline battle, and mm-hmm. I was mentioning the fact, and we were all saying this, that the 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 radical left, the godless, the you know secular, uh, quote unquote progressive left, <laughs> they want to centralize power in the hands of a few, whereas our founders wanted to separate powers and to give authority to the people. And here's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Here is the headline. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this. I just want to use this as an example of what we were saying before the break. Here's the headline. Connecticut Democrats seek to block teachers' sexuality discussions with kids from FOIA. That's Freedom of Information uh, requests and critics call this state state sponsored grooming. So I'll just toss this to you quickly, Ray. This is what these Connecticut Democrats want to do. Uh, right now, parents can use FOIA requests to access what teachers are teaching their kids because parents are increasingly concerned about what teachers are saying to their own children. The parent, teacher, the the parent, the uh, children of parents. That is not the uh, children or students of teachers. They are concerned that teachers are speaking about human sexuality and gender to their kids in ways that parents would disapprove of, and FOIA requests would reveal that. Now, Connecticut Democrats are wanting to block the ability of parents to find out what teachers are teaching their kids through these FOIA requests. This is not only evil, Ray, in my opinion. It is evidence of the fact 
that the that the, these elitists, and I include some in the education establishment, uh, this is what they want. They want the power over your children. You're not an expert, parents, so you shut up. You feed your kids. You clothe your kids. You send them to us for indoctrination. That's what this tells me, Ray. Let me uh, let me paraphrase Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who said last night, she said the great divide in American society is not between the left and right. It's not between Democrats and Republicans. The great divide is between normal people and the totally insane. And what has happened here is that the Connecticut Democrats who are for this are totally insane. And, I mean, this is a kind – it's not just evil. This is a kind of moral insanity. This is an attack on the rights of parents to know what their children are being taught. Can you imagine that? Can you First of all, can you imagine that you have to use a FOIA even to find out right. what parents are saying to your kids? They have to do that is that's nuts anyway. You ought to be able to pick up the phone and get the answer to the question. But in this case, they want to even take that legal right out of the hands of parents to say, we can say any kind of criminal, evil, depraved thing to your kids. And not only can you not stop us, we're not even going to tell you what we are doing because we're going to cover ourselves Mm -hmm. with the cloak of the law. It is (laughs) not as rotten and evil and corrupt. I uh, I don't I don't know that I don't use this phrase much, but you talk about the pit of hell. Right. Whatever the pit of hell is, this is where this comes from. It comes from the pit of hell, friends. All right. So folks, let me just let me just say this. And I said in the first hour, I try to be very careful about not painting with too broad a brush because not everyone in the Democratic Party believes like this. But on the radical wing of the Democratic Party, Okay, what I mentioned before, the God-hating, secular, quote-unquote, progressives, all right, this, what I just shared, uh, that is going on and being discussed in Connecticut, is what that wing believes. And the only reason they're not doing this in your school district or in your state is because they can't get away with it. So stay alert. Be aware of what's going on, and you better be involved because that is the mindset that has infected a large proportion of the administrative state when it comes to education. And if you're not careful, you will lose liberties to even guide your children in their upbringing because of what is happening in these public schools. I have shared a link to this story that Ed is discussing, Ed and Ray. It is on our Today's Issues Facebook page. It's also in the comments. So if you are on the Facebook page, look for the link. If you're watching the show on Facebook, go through the comments and you can find the link for that as well. All right, Chris, let's move on. In other news, um, there is a pro-life church uh, that's been ordered to to pay the Planned Parenthood abortion chain nearly a million dollars in fines and fees for holding supposedly disruptive worship services outside of a Spokane, Washington, Planned Parenthood. This is a congregation that calls itself the Church at Planned Parenthood, and they have been gathering occasionally outside a Spokane, Washington, Planned Parenthood. They gather they gather on uh, city property right outside the Planned Parenthood there in Spokane, and they gather for a time of worship and prayer, and they pray for abortion to be uh, 
to go away for it to be done with and nobody abort babies and stuff like that. Well, uh, Planned Parenthood uh, lawyered up, uh, took the church at Planned Parenthood to court, and just recently a local judge there, a Timothy B. Fennessy, which is a judge for the Spokane County Superior Court in Washington, ordered the church at Planned Parenthood to pay $110,000 in damages and $850,000 in legal fees to Planned Parenthood. Um, Pastor Ken Peters uh, spoke with us at AFN about this case. He says, you know, we're thankful. We have insurance. They're going to cover $850,000. That'll cover the legal fees. They'll have to cover the uh, the remaining monetary damages there. In addition to the um, to the judge's ruling, the judge also told them you have to move across the street and do it an hour later than what you've been doing. Um, so Pastor Ken Peters says, you know what? You can tell us we're going to move. You can tell us when we're going to do it. We're still going to stand for Jesus and, and for babies. Clip 17. You can push us across the street and one hour later, we don't care. We're still going to be there standing up for righteousness in the name of Jesus. One other thing to point out, too, guys, is uh, Pastor Peters mentioned to us that they gather outside the Planned Parenthood there in Spokane after business is over, at the end of the business day. They don't harass anybody. They don't talk to anybody. They're just there for a time of worship on public property outside this abortion provider. Uh, But even then, Planned Parenthood lawyered up, found a judge to agree with them, and slapped a million dollars in fines and fees on top of this church. Ray, I know I asked Chris. uh, He is checking on it so we may have to update our listeners later in the week or maybe even next week when we mm-hmm. find out but i certainly hope that this pastor in this church will take this to federal court because this to me seems like a slam dunk uh you cannot i don't know what this judge was thinking this is a judge up in washington state mm-hmm. so uh, right. your guess is as good as mine what goes on in that part that judge's mind but the first amendment would seem to certainly be a protection against this kind of heavy-handed abuse and the stripping away of the rights of a church to pray. They're not. E- they're not even. They're not. Th- this isn't even uh, trying to approach women going in for abortions. This is just prayer. I certainly hope they will take uh, this to a federal court because this seems like these uh, kinds of fees and legal fees, all that almost a million dollars, should be wiped clean. If you stop and think about it, uh, Ed, look, if they had been, if, if they were alleging violent activity, if they were alleging uh, threatening activity, if they were alleging that these that, that these Christians were, were physically restraining women from going into the abortion clinic, then that would be another whole issue. But I can't think of anything more peaceful than coming together to pray, to pray to Almighty God, to pray that God would bring an end to the Holocaust of abortion, not just there, but across America. Maybe it's a testimony to uh, how dangerous prayer can be in the eyes of an ungodly government. Maybe, Maybe that judge is saying more than he really understands when he is saying, the most dangerous thing you can do is come there and pray. Yeah. Having said that, Ed, having said that, it's this true spiritual warfare. I hope they take it to federal court because at least on the cases we understand it now, they, the uh, the church, they will win. Yeah. All well, right. I, I do want to mention, too, for those that didn't watch or read the transcript of President Biden's State of the, Dress, State of the Union address last night, he did about – 
halfway through, uh, two-thirds of the way through, uh, make a push for uh, abortion. Uh, obviously, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled against uh, Roe v. Wade, struck it down, and handed the issue of abortion back to states last year. Biden and Nancy Pelosi, Kamala Harris, you name it, a Democrat doesn't like that. And Biden made a push uh, for abortion um, out there to be made legal. He's going to veto anything that tries to outlaw abortion, that kind of stuff. Uh, and Democrats, uh, no surprise here, uh, the the really liberal Democrats all stood and applauded that and whatnot, which might explain why even the uh, the pro-abortion media today is basically fawning over uh, Biden and all the things that he had to say in his State of the Union. I want to give you a taste of what uh, liberals, uh, some of, of the liberals had to say about the State of the Union, because this is how they are covering it today on your television and radio stations. Clip 16. This was the best speech I have ever heard him deliver. It's literally and they it's do. brilliant speechcraft, honestly. The president was heckled quite often and quite rudely. Now, quite rudely there. That was uh, that was uh, the, the fellow from CNN, Jake Tapper. Uh, the president, at one point in his speech, Mr. Unity Joe Biden, uh, said that Republicans wanted to hijack the economy and they were going to take away your entitlement programs. And here we have uh, a liberal fan of the president saying Republicans were being rude to him. Right. Well, th- this is par for the course. Uh, I'm glad you characterize the mainstream media as being, you know, abortion fans. Yes. Because, th- you know, that that is absolutely accurate. I, it's it's really kind of and I, I don't want to sit here uh, on this particular topic, but it really is kind of stunning. I'm not surprised, but it is still startling that for the left, abortion is almost it's almost like communion or the Eucharist mm-hmm. for Christians. You know, I mean it's it's like something that you must do. You know, it's part of the Christian life. You must you must support abortion. Right. I mean it's 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 I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to how, how I'm having a hard time with my words today, but uh it it's it's a uh, it's a part of the left wing ideology in this country that you must be in favor of murdering unborn mm-hmm. children. I, I just it's Ray, help me out here. It's just it's just hard to contemplate. There's nothing more un-American than the idea that you should be free to kill unborn babies. Remember Kamala Harris a couple of weeks ago, Life, Liberty, and Pursuit of Happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She left off life. Yes, and God. And God, yes. that's not a mistake. Right. right. That is not. She, she did that on purpose right. because when you bring God into the picture, if you really take that seriously, you're gonna you're gonna uphold the value of life. So you x out God, you x out life, and you put an entire general What is it? Sixty million killed at least through right. abortion since 1973. Right. And now, now basically, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris want to elevate abortion. Not they not just want to make it legal. They want to enshrine it as an unquestioned national sacrament. Yes. And sacrament. That's the word I was looking for. It's sacramental yes. to, to to the left. And what was it, Minnesota, that just passed this just egregious law right. that right. abortion is protected mm-hmm. all the way up to birth. And this is the party also that used to defend partial birth abortion. Right. 
It right. is a sacrament. Thank you, Ray. That was the word. I couldn't well, find it. Well, and it goes back to something. I, we even got into this a little bit earlier in the program today in the first hour. We've talked about it before on the show. Today's Democrats are not your father's Democrats. Today's Democrats are not even 1990s Democrats, including no. Bill Clinton, who famously said, and I quote, abortion safe, legal, and rare. Right. Now it's like, kill them whatever you want to. Yes. Safe, legal, and everywhere. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's let's move on from that. We're... Running close to the end of the program. Anything else you want to slip in here under the wire? Yeah, uh, let's do this uh, because Joe Biden out there, you know, he wants to protect the environment. uh, And one of the ways he wants to do that is to have everybody and their brothers start using alternative energies. Uh, But during his State of the Union last night, he did say that we are going to need to continue to use oil and gas. Clip three. We're still going to need oil and gas for a while. But guess what? No, we do. But there's so much more to do. We've got to finish the job. And we pay for these investments in our future by finally making the wealthiest and biggest corporations begin to pay their fair share. <laughs> Just begin. Look, I'm a capitalist. I'm a capitalist, but pay your fair share. Now, it's typical Joe Biden. He never defines what fair is. He's never going to define it because then you don't have to – then you're not in trouble, kind of backed into a corner defending yourself on these kinds of things. Basically, if you missed the State of the Union, watch anything Joe Biden has ever said in the last 50 years, and you'll get an idea of what he said last night in 2023. So no no, no distinctiveness. No. I even saw a uh, – I, I tweeted this on my uh, Twitter account, which you can read it, at reporter Chris W., um, C-SPAN unearthed a clip of Biden giving the response to the 1983 State of the Union address. And it was literally the same stuff he talks about today. The man has been in office somehow, some way for 50 years, keeps saying the same thing. Well, I, uh, that's uh, that's not surprising. No. I mean, this, this is a man who's, who is not really – well, the only change has been moving further and further to the left – his core ideas are still the yeah. same. One of the last jobs he had in the private sector was that lifeguard job that he still claims he had way back in the whenever it was. Literally. Like yeah, where the discussion got creepy yeah. about the kids, t- you know, pulling on the hairs of his leg. Corn and pop and all that yeah. other stuff. Yeah, literally, that was one of the last private sector jobs the man had before he entered public office in 1970, years before I was born and Brent came along. Right. Because Brent wasn't born, right? He, was he just not, came along. It was yeah. yeah. He right. was he, like, just came, he just showed up on his, his father. Up, his up. father <laughs> begat him to get us back to a biblical term. All By right. the way, what I do want to mention yeah. uh, Biden's little push about oil and gas, and we got to change stuff. Uh, it does come at a time when gas prices are creeping back up. Uh, if you ha- if you haven't filled up today, uh, be prepared because today's national average is three forty four. A month ago, you were only paying three twenty eight, which is by no means a bargain. But you are paying more again today than you were a few weeks. In ago. other words, fill up today because it's going up again tomorrow. <laughs> yes, right? it's like the weather. If you don't like it today, wait till tomorrow. That's Do right. the exact opposite when it comes to your fuel. By the way, we we talked about in our story meeting. I guess we'll we'll end on this subject. But uh, did 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 the president in his speech when he was talking about oil and gas? Did he say for another ten years? He did. Yeah. He did, and he people did. are he pointing that. that out because, like, well, five years ago, we were told we only had a few years until the world ends because of climate change. Yeah. Now we've got. Now we're good for ten years. Well, but- I, I was just surprised that he thought uh, ten years is all. 
It, in other words, we won't need it after that, which oh, is yeah. just ludicrous. He's grossly mistaken. Yeah. I mean, just in terms of plastic, mm-hmm. you know, there's all kinds of products made based in petroleum. My shirt has yeah. petroleum-based so, products in it. Well, I, 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 w- I was about to say I'd like to see you try, <laughs> but I think he is going to try, and yeah. the left is going to try to do that. Let's finish the job. And it's going to disrupt the world economy. All right, folks, that's all the time we have for this edition of today's issues. More great programming directly ahead on American Family Radio. Lord willing, we will see you right back here for another edition of Today's Issues. Bye for now.